Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This week, a conference title and the college football playoff berth is on the line. Can Oregon get home to Penix? Can Oregon spring the big place? This is a Pac-12 Championship Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Online at modspdx.com. You never know how the rest of the game is going to play out, so you make those decisions based on the information you have. Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. All right, hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Uh, talk some Oregon State in hour number one. It does appear that their schedule is, along with Washington State's, looking like we're going to clear that up in, in the coming hours. I know that Beaver Blitz uh, had also a, a little bit of a, a rundown on what that schedule is going to look like because they already did have uh, Purdue and Idaho State for your non-conference that you can add in there. So you have three home, three away against Mountain West teams, Idaho State, Washington State, Purdue. That puts you up to nine games mm-hmm. right now. And then hopefully you'll get some more power fives that are in there. Um, and their route, like the Beaver Blitz is saying, Utah, Cal, Notre Dame, Texas Tech, and Oregon are all still kind of rumored to be. Oregon's going to be a tough one because they have to buy out, buy out somebody, buy out somebody in yeah. that schedule. Uh, Hawaii appears to be one that you would, but then you have to, Dump another else. one, yeah, um, because they have 13 ske- game schedule. Because that game was at Hawaii, yeah. you can add that 13th game. So there's going to be a lot that we need to get to um, in figuring that whole thing out. And then it looks like uh, they're zeroing in on Trent Bray uh, as as the next head coach, or Paul Christ, possibly Matt Wells. Uh, they're they're narrowing this thing down, and they're going to act quickly, and that's good for the program. Mm-hmm. It's good for for where they're going to go. Then you got to look at the portal and see what happens next. Um, but guys, guys are going to be entering that portal. And you're going to be getting some guys out of the portal as well. So if you missed any of that, check it out on the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com or in the Odyssey app. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest offers uh, for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. All right, let's talk about that Monday night football disaster last night. Good God. That may have been that was Iowa football. It was actually the exact same score of the Iowa in Minnesota game, twelve mm. ten. Mm-hmm. We had four field goals winning a game mm. for the Chicago Bears. Five field goals total, only one touchdown scored in the entire game, and it was in the fourth quarter. And you sat there and you thought, "Is Josh Dobbs really going to pull out of this thing?" Despite the fact that he came crashing back down to earth, and he went twenty two of thirty two, hundred eighty five yards. One touchdown, four, four interceptions. interceptions. In a game that featured four interceptions. It should have been more. And five fumbles. It was atrocious. I mean, 
just god awful football on every level. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's what you get for putting NFC North football on Monday night. What did they think that they were going to do, though? Like, did they think that at the beginning of the year, like, yeah, this is going to be good? We knew it wouldn't have been great, even though— Even and, if Kirk even, Cousins and Justice Jefferson were healthy, this is an ugly game. Well, it would have been a rout. Yeah. And even if it was an improved Bears team this it's, year that we were all expecting— They're so bad. They are not good at all. And— Look, it looks like they've lost all that confidence in Justin Fields. Well, Justin Fields has lost all his confidence in Justin Fields. DJ Moore is the only guy that he was throwing the ball to. He throws for like 217 yards, and DJ Moore had 114 of them. And two of his catches were on scramble plays where Justin Fields was just looking down the field trying Mm -hmm. to find number two and locking on to him. Fields is not it. We know he's not it. The good thing they have the Carolina Panthers – uh, pick in the first round because of that stupidity to I mean, trade up to get Bryce Young. They're going to end up getting the number one overall pick. Yeah. And which quarterback they take, whether it's Mayor Williams, is going to be interesting. What's going to be hilarious, though, is if that win last night, where they get their field goal with, what, 10 seconds remaining. Mm-hmm. Keeps them away from Keeps Marvin. them out of the top five. <laughs> and, and they have to settle for another weapon for yeah. Caleb Williams. When they could easily just tank the bleeping season and get Marvin to pair with I think they're trying to, but just Josh Dobbs had he had his he had his other um, feelers out there, and that was to keep that game as close as he possibly could. Which was really weird. I, I thought Minnesota. I, I, I don't want to give the Bears really any credit here because I think it was mostly Minnesota because what they had done with Dobbs early on was get him outside the pocket mm-hmm. endlessly. They're they're running them out, bootleg, play action, everything they could to basically get him outside the pocket to make decisions. And yes, you're taking away a side of the field, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're simplifying reads. But also it's like, yeah, you're taking off advantage of his athleticism and, and his decision-making and making things simple for him. And instead they try to keep him in the pocket and make him more traditional as opposed to what they had done with him the past three weeks? Because you have to. And this is what, this is what the NFL does, is you cannot play one-handed in the NFL. Sure. You have got to be able to throw from the pocket because we saw this uh, with Baker Mayfield's early success in in Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, Baker Mayfield came in and he played really well. Played really well. And then teams realized that Baker Mayfield always spun out to the left side mm-hmm. of his offensive line. And so what teams did, and defenses are so good and they're so fast, is they'll bait you into that. And take it away. And take away the flow. And yeah. you can't, like, you could get away with it with Minnesota at the very beginning because of the fact that he didn't know the playbook very mm-hmm. well. And you just did what was easy. The book gets out on you. And you will come back down to earth. Everybody does. Sure. You cannot stay the same. And where Josh Dobbs had a success in Arizona was essentially doing the same thing early mm-hmm. uh, with just a different scheme around him in different players in a different uniform. But they did the exact same thing, and he looked really good at the beginning, and then all of a sudden his numbers started coming back down. And I think that's what kind of makes Justin Fields a, a little bit in, like impressive in his wildly unimpressiveness is that the he still finds a way knowing that he's one-handed as a quarterback because he's mm. so damn athletic. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not good quarterbacking by no. any stretch of the imagination, no. but his athleticism... Like at least buys him a little bit more time, sure. and he can run the ball effectively. Can't hold on to it though. No, no, he can't, and that that is a massive issue that we Jeez. saw last night. Like 
he's running with the ball out in front of him, away from his body, knowing that contact is coming, and he ends up coughing up that fumble. It's like, goodness gracious, man. How many times is going to have this happen? How many points of contact are you going to put on that damn thing? But with Josh Dobbs in Minnesota, especially when you do not have Justin Jefferson to keep a defense honest and attract another set of eyes, look, you are going to be completely limited because he doesn't know the playbook no. still, and there's no way he can. No. So we, now you take all of the easy stuff that you had, and now you're just playing catch-up over these next couple mm-hmm. weeks as the book comes out. Here's more and more on and more, what and more. They played 100% to his strengths at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now you sit there and you go, all right, teams have adjusted to that. Now what do we take away? Even with that said, I, I still thought they... They strayed away from that so much. It was like I know what the Bears are trying to take away, but also at the same time, they I think they only ran three designed play action rollouts for him the entire game. I'm just sitting there going, like, I, I get that the book is out. I, I I know what the Bears are trying to take away, but three? Like you you gotta find a happy medium there of like getting your guy something. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I agree. There's always those places you wish you you could go back to, but again, there's times when you're just sitting up there and you're sit- Kevin O'Connell sitting there going, "All right, it we at some point we have to play normal football, sure. and that's where you, you have a confidence that he does have a grasp of some things. He's so just wildly to, uncomfortable yeah. without having that game breaking wide receiver." Mm-hmm. Across from Jordan Addison. And there was that one throw, man, where Addison gave that double move and he and threw it out of bounds. Took, took a guy's hamstring out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and if he, th- those if he the brings that, that ball in a yard in bounds, he walks into the end zone. Or, or Jordan Addison just has more awareness of where he is on the field. And I still think he it was falls a out catch. of bounds. If he, but you got to have that awareness of where you are on the field and he sure. lost it. Yeah. And you just stay in bounds and you just fall out of bounds. That's still a huge play. But if it's a better throw, it's a walk-in touchdown. It's a walk-in touchdown because he absolutely breaks the corner. Boy, that was just hideous Yeah, in every sense. And I cannot believe that on that final drive, they did not call intentional grounding on fields. I yeah. Look, man, officiating across the NFL and the NBA for the past like four days has made me want to tear my hair out. It was just one of those plays where you went, how? Make that one make sense. I, I got he, nothing. He, I don't know if they thought he got out of the pocket and then went back in. I have no idea where they were, what they were seeing on that, but that was grounding. And that hamstrings everything the Chicago Bears do. If yeah. you get behind the sticks. Yes. And I thought 100% they they were going to be behind the sticks, but no. And here we go. Game-winning field goal. Cairo Santos. MVP. I got nothing. Man. How about the cut up to uh, Ryan Pulse, who's in the press box, and it looked like he was just like rolling his hands over, going, "They're running the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over again." <laughs> That's all you have. Yeah, that Bears offense is Iowa esque. It's yeah. it was brutal. Look, dude. I, I get the whole he doesn't have a ton of weapons. The Bears are an F. The franchise is dumb. Like, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. But also, I have seen literally nothing from Justin Fields that makes me go, yeah, no, it's really, it's Chicago's fault. No, 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 no. They're both not good. They're both not good. The Bears should absolutely get whatever they can get for him. If they can get anything better than a fourth-round pick for Justin Fields, take it and run. They're not getting, why would, what? Take it and run. Are are we we thinking that they're going to get something better than a fourth-round pick? I mean, what? what, what, Lance got a fifth. Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you get a fourth round pick or better, take it and run. I think you're, take it and run. I think we're there. Yeah. I think I think you're going to get a fifth to a seventh round pick. You think it's that bad? Yeah. Fields is better than Lance. Who are you going to? You who are you going to? Atlanta. What team? Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta. They're dumb enough. I don't think they're, they're dumb that enough. dumb. They are. Everybody's calling them dumb enough to do it, and the team that gets called dumb enough to do it will see all of that and be like, "We can't. Yeah, do this. we can't do that." <laughs> You know that. Yeah, I mean, they do. Well, like, you can fix stupid, but you can't fix that stupid. The public perception of stupid? Yeah. You can't do that. No, they're, they're, that's brutal. That's brutal. Hey, let's stick in the NFL because uh, we had a couple milestones happen over the weekend. And, well, Nelly, feels good to have a little offense back. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Championship Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. All right, this comes from Carrie Agers. Trent Bray will be announced later today as Beavers football head coach. He just posted that to Twitter about 18 minutes ago. I think that if you are an Oregon State fan, there this has been tumultuous times in, mm-hmm. in Rocky Road, and it, it has been uncomfortable for you. The, today is as good of a day as you could have on the heels of all of the S storm that has happened, right? Scott Barnes was quick. Uh, from everything that I have heard and, and people that I've talked to, the the interviews, they they are done, right? They, they did three quick ones. Mm-hmm. And now Ian Fitzsimmons of ESPN was saying that Matt Wells was the guy who was going to, the former Utah State guy was going to be, uh, getting an interview. You've also heard, you know, I, I've seen almost everywhere, and it, it makes sense that San Jose State coach Brent Brennan would be a guy that w- would be getting an interview because of what he's been able to do at San Jose State and the fact that he's formerly the wide receivers coach at Oregon State and did a really dang good job there and was a really good recruiter at that position for the Beavers and coached some uh, pretty good receivers, Brandon Cooks, Marcus Wheaton. It's a pretty decent list. Yeah, I think that, you yeah. know, I think he was there with the, uh, with uh, James Rogers too, on the on the back end of of James, and so you had guys that had familiarity. I saw his name had popped up on on a few of those watch lists, but to act quickly and go down this road where you are getting so much player support, you know, for Trent Bray, I think that that is to be quick and decisive. That is great news uh, for for Beef fans. I understand. There, that if you feel the world is still crashing in around you, 
as an Oregon State fan because of the uncertainty of a conference's future. But then also today, you know, we're less than a week before the portal opens up and we're only a few weeks away from the early signing period starting. The fact that you have some sort of resolution that seems to be very close to what your schedule is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Three home, three away Mountain West games. You've got Purdue and Washington State. You've got Idaho State on there. And then there's a, a laundry list of teams that are rumored to be in your non-conference schedule um, from Power 5 programs, from either schools that have left the Pac-12 and are going to either the Big 12 or the ACC, or some some independents that are out there. And heck, there's still even the hope that you get that civil war on the schedule, be it early in the year. Somehow, some way. That's For as bad as news has been as of late, this is the best news that you could have asked for if, if you're an Oregon State fan because... You're not just spinning your tires in the mud, right? You're, you're climbing out of it, and it's going to be a long road. I mean, that's the reality of yes. it. It, it is. But the it, big thing here, even from from the immediacy of the program, is that you by making Bray the guy, you have your best chance of heading off a mass yeah. exodus in the portal. Yeah, that's the like because you have to. Like, this sounds terrible, but you have to worry about the immediacy program more than the future of the program right now because if the immediacy isn't taken care of, the future is gone. Yeah. They, they, they can't afford to lose guys. They, uh, Daniel Martinez sounds like he's going to stay. You have to do whatever you can to keep Aiden Giles. Yeah, and it looks, I mean, take social media. It doesn't look like he's he's following Jonathan Smith, but out. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. You know, and it, it what does your offensive staff look like? Cause that's going to be a really important yeah. piece is what does the offensive staff that Trent Bray Brings is in. going to build around, yeah. you know, Damian Martinez, who told our Andrew Nemec of the recruiting show with Andrew Nemec that he is going to stay, you know, he says you get him and then you get Charles, you have the focal point. And then look, DJ could come back again. He could come. He he could. He could. He said he was going to leave that up to you know, the the powers that be, and that's a that was an interesting comment coming out of the Civil War, and I think he well we know basically. Now, do you want me back? Well, we knew now. He knew what everybody else yeah. found out, you know, for certain a day later, mm-hmm. in that Jonathan Smith was as good as gone yeah. heading into that game, and so there's a lot that needed to be determined in that regard. But you know, he could bounce and go somewhere else as well. Coach I, left, he can go. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen uh, moving forward, but this is for that stability in a world of uncertainty. Like I said earlier, right? The tornado came through and it ripped your house down. Now you got to rebuild it, right? Yeah, and now and Bray at least gives you some, part. Uh, at least a piece of the foundation. That's right. That's right. Maybe not all of it. That defensive side of the ball is a big piece of that foundation. It is, but, but this culturally is the, it also matters too. Yeah, and this is the big question though: is when you have a defensive-minded head coach, everybody is offense, offense, offense. If you get a super bright offensive mind in, what is going to happen is ultimately the, the next team that has a head coaching vacancy is going to come and try to hire him away. We uh, That's just the nature of the business. So you have to get a, a bright offensive mind in, but how do you keep him around and how do you make that pool of money bigger to keep those assistant yeah. coaches around. And that that's the that's the uphill climb 
of and that's why sustaining organ yes. state. That's why the immediacy matters is because yes, you did. need to you need to have that foundation. You need to have something that you can build off of. You need to head off as many of the transfers as you can, keep as many guys in house so that you're not spinning your wheels trying to recoup everything that you've lost yeah. long before you worry about the future and going out and securing your longtime OC or if somebody comes in and they're successful and they leave and bringing in somebody else. Like those things are so far down the road of of trying to figure things out if you don't have something solid to build on over the next twenty four months. So according to Kerry Agers, Trent Bray will be announced later today as uh Beavers football head coach. That it should be music to the ears of B fans, even though, you know, we kind of saw this was coming. We we started hearing that yesterday, that Trent Bray was the front runner for it. And it does appear that an announcement is imminent that Trent Bray will be the next head coach of the Oregon State Beavers. Breaking news on the fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. All right. Here we go. Love, love a little breaking news during the show. It's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. It is fun. Oh, you know what's not fun? <sighs> Getting a vote of confidence from your owner in your rookie season. Oh, boy. David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers are just stepping into it endlessly. We'll get to that and more on our worst day on the web. But first, here's the Big Kahuna with Sports Center update. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. This is Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks. I don't need to tell you that the Carolina Panthers suck a lot. They're very bad. There's nothing redemptive that they do on a football field right now. I, I, yeah. I'm struggling. Brian Burns? That, no. I, Not that, anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're bad. They're bad in ways that it's 0-16 Lions bad. But they got that win, which shows you how impressive the 0-16 Lions were. <laughs> it's. Just, I mean, honestly, it is true. really hard to go undefeated in the NFL. Yeah. It's even harder to go defeated in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll stumble your way into one. But the Panthers tried. They have tried, and they have tried, and they have tried. Uh, and I think the big part of that is due to new ownership. David Tepper bought the franchise, what, two and a half years ago now? Uh, no, I think it was longer than that. Has it been that long now? Has I it been think longer? David Tepper maybe took control in 2018. God, maybe? has it been that long? I want to say he bought the Panthers in 2018. Good Lord. Yeah. COVID just screwed all my time up from t- like 2017 on. That's all two years. Yeah, in May of 2018. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. in five years, he's basically managed to churn and burn and destroy that franchise. And let's not act like it was this illustrious franchise, but they were coming off Cam Newton and the you know MVP seasons, Bull Pirates. Like, they weren't in the doldrums by any shape, matter, or form. No. He has managed to take this thing down to the studs. No, and it's been in more than just with your head coaches too, yeah. because of you know the roster turnover that they had. Mm-hmm. You, I mean Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean getting rid of Christian McCaffrey, the Ron identity Rivera, of your Cam franchise. Newton, like you got rid, you hit a hard reset, and then also we forget they had a ma- they were building a brand new massive like Taj Mahal 
practice facility. Yes. They have legal issues abound with that mm-hmm. as well. It has been at almost at every turn there's been a disaster. And this is one of the richest, or if not the richest owner in the NFL right now, correct? Yes. He has, tell God to go to hell kind of money. Um, that has not been able to save him from his own ineptitude and meddling. This is, uh, I'm trying to think of, this is, this is, this is Jerry Jones without the success. So Jerry Jones now. Well, yeah, but they still find a way to be. No, I'm kidding. Entirely, mostly relevant. Yeah, They're just just enough, just enough relevant to make fun of. But this is like the this is the painful kind of negligence. Well, and, especially because if you look at it, is since he took over right in 2018, they have had five head coaches: Ron Rivera, Perry Fel- Fewell. Mm. Matt Rule, Steve Wilkes, Frank Reich, and now Chris Tabor. So six. Six coaches in five years. Before he took over, they had Dom Capers, George Seifert, John Fox, Ron Rivera. And all those guys were long-handed. That's from, what, 94? 95. 95 through 2019, they had four coaches. Twenty-five years, four coaches, and now five years, six coaches. And then, well, you just look at it. Since twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty, they hired Matt Rule, fired him. Mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes was a one and done. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich a one and done, mm-hmm. and now Chris Tabor. In the last, you know, three years, you've had four coaches. I mean, you're on your third in the last fourteen months. He was asked about what he would like to see from his next coach. He he said that he would like to see a coach be there for 30 years. He wants a coach to be there and give the eulogy in his funeral. And then he said, well, maybe 40 years. Buddy, you can't get more than 40 months out of a coach. No. No. This is one of the most meddlesome owners in the NFL. And to make things worse, he said maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard an owner do about a, a draft pick and your franchise player. No, it's been reported and we've talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room and four, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices. Okay? I'm just going to say that I supported both choices. I supported the coaches. I supported the scouts, their unanimous opinion. Um, and I supported uh, Frank Reich. So... Um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here and I take full responsibility for everything. But that's the way the process runs. And just one last thing, and then we're going to go here. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment, we are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, you know, some of them you could ask. Okay. Um, and I think the, um, and, and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. Okay. Let's take apart the lies one by one. (laughs) 
Well, that was word salad right there. Good God. Number one, I understand why Frank Reich didn't like him. Yeah. Okay. So there was headbutting between Reich because uh, 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 and and Tepper because Tepper basically made him report to the principal's office every week. Every single week, had a sit down meeting with the owner, which is insane. That is insane. Absolutely bat ass crazy. Number two, Reich is by all measures from everyone I've ever talked to has said that he wanted Stroud from the jump and Tepper and other people in the front office wanted Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out. I mean, Frank Reich, he's Frank playing, Reich has nothing Reich, to lose well, anymore. He's he playing can, nice right now. I know. He he, we, nice and right that's now. why I say we will find out yeah. very shortly what Frank Reich really thought, because the look on Frank Reich's face every Sunday mm-hmm. told me he was not A on fan board of, with that. Bryce Young. But no. also we have to, we have to kind of lay it all out there as well with Frank Reich also had that look on his face because of the fact that they stripped that thing down to the point where they didn't have an offensive line. They have don't have any weapons. No. Like it, everything was Everything's gone. decimated. Yeah. Like they didn't just send the number one pick for next year's draft to Chicago. They sent DJ Moore there as well. And like D- we saw DJ Moore last night, even with Justin Fields, eleven catches, one hundred and fourteen yards. Y- he was the guy getting open, yeah. right? DJ Moore is a very good receiver, yes. and so you don't have weapons, you don't have an offensive line, you don't have a run game. Like they they have nothing. No, they have nothing there. It's impossible for us to get a true judgment on Bryce Young because of everything that's going on. Everything that you just said mm-hmm. about a meddling owner a head coach that don't get along, and then a dysfunctional roster to boot. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Bryce Young is. It, what we're seeing, not good. Yeah, and this, this Not is where, good at all. I, I know you and I differ on, on how we talk about quarterbacks. I, it's, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but typically, no matter what quarterback it is, whether it's Justin Fields or Justin Herbert, Herbert I had wrong coming out of college. I'll, I'll, I'll forever admit that is that was one of my biggest draft misses ever. I watched him in college, and I just, just sat there and went, I don't get it. I don't. With a guy like Bryce Young or a Justin Fields, I, I just sat there and watched him and go, there's nothing here redemptive. And I know Bryce has only played a couple of games, and I know how dysfunctional the Panthers are, mm-hmm. but they just went through on, on ESPN and showed the uh, average yards per drop back. And the quarterbacks he was grouped up with, they're all first round failures. And yes. it's like when you see that, and I, again, I know surrounding talent, and everybody always wants to talk about well, rookie quarterbacks, they aren't very good. Yes. I mean, we saw Trevor Lawrence with an abject disaster mm-hmm. with Urban Meyer. But even in those instances, you saw Trevor Lawrence the shine. Like you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And Bryce Young, I just haven't seen that once. And I think that they may have made a generational mistake. Because C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be a top 10 quarterback for yeah. his entire career. But, I, you know, you also go back to guys need reps, guys need snaps. 100%. Like, well, you're, you're ready to get that feel on Justin Fields because all of the things that you said we need to see Justin Fields with, he actually has gotten a lot of those. Um, his offensive line still isn't very good, but he has more weapons and it's just not there. But... I also look at a guy like Jordan Love where a lot of people were ready to sell on Jordan Love this year. In the month of November, Jordan Love was pretty damn good. You know, the, throughout the month of November, completed mm-hmm. 66% of his passes, threw for over 1000 yards. Like he had a he had a good November and I think it was eight touchdowns, two interceptions this month. 
you can we need to see a larger sample size before like you just cast a guy off but with Bryce Young you're looking at there's problems that he has that won't be rectified right like I don't know how he puts 40 pounds on yeah or we, grows three inches you know well, I mean you don't have to grow three inches <laughs> I mean you can be short that's fine but you got to be able to take some hits you got to yeah. be able to to create on your own when Something. when pressure comes in the pocket like one thing's that Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray both are very short mm-hmm. Drew Brees was short but you know what they were thick enough to where a glancing blow wouldn't just blast them into oblivion yeah, he just gets you he can gets step hit and up he just goes down into the pocket yeah and and make a throw right even like a Jalen Hurts yeah Hurts is built like a truck you have to have some lead in your pencil mm-hmm. if you're going to be short and he is short and slender. I, I want to say he was like 195 pounds at the combine. And I don't. That's that's wild to me because he doesn't look like he's 195 pounds because it just must be because everybody is so enormous around them, yeah. around him. But there's a lot that is going against him. And Tepper trying to cover this right now is oh, so weird. It's so weird. And they hit him with a vote of confidence. Yeah. Well, if you ask around the building, I'm pretty sure, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah. I think this is the thing with guys like. David Tepper, who are billionaires, they're very successful in the business world, and you hear... They never get told no. Well, you hear David Tepper say in the press conference today, he also said, you know, in the business world, I'm very patient. Yeah, it's not the football world, though. No. Like, in There's a different levels business of, world, yeah. what you're doing, yeah, you gave a guy a year and a half and you didn't see results, so mm-hmm. bye. That's not the that's not the reality in football because different timelines. Y- you have different timelines. You're it's ever changing, and you, it isn't like a full year and a half. It is actually just a few months out of the yeah. year where you have that prove it ground, mm-hmm. right? And it takes time, it, especially when you and... rip the franchise down to the studs. So, uh, it, him this is not of Oregon gi- State, him not giving guy how so in the sense of if they if they had gone out of house. If you if you if it's not Bray, let's say they they bring in another another coach in, they'd have to reestablish some a, a new form of culture and and not, have nothing really to build with kind of going forward. And with Carolina, they ripped everything out. They I mean they they tore it down to the studs. They ripped the guts out of that thing. And that's why I think oh, if you're okay. looking at the at the, yeah. at the at the I see where you're going at the position they're in. Oregon State's in a better position because they do have some culture, they do have some foundation, they do have something they can call on. Where the Panthers under Tepper, well, they have good players too. But, but I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's just nothing. To, there's not a no. single strand of look. What is Carolina Panthers football? No, I yeah, I don't know. If I ask you what Steelers football is, what is it? Uh, it is d- defense and discipline. Like that's Steelers. That's Stellars. Hell, the other team that came in at the same time, Jaguars. What is their? What is? What, what are they? Well, they've gone through it too, but, but now, it's what taken a lot of time to, and they hired a really good head coach. And for Frank Reich, I mean, this is one of those, um, you get run two years in a row. I mean, he's done. And he's a really good coordinator. He's a really smart guy and seems like he's very likable, except yeah. for David Tepper. Doesn't like him very much. I would, well, I mean, when everyone you run into in the day is, the, is an a-hole, you know. But Tepper has to say all of this. Because he knows they don't have an out this year. The Bears own their first-round pick. Unbelievable. They have got so much ground that they need to make up. And you have to say that Bryce Young is the guy because if you don't, you're really screwed. Yeah, we've talked about this off-air. I think this might go down as as Herschel Walker. Bad level of trade. Yeah, they don't get it for very many years, but you get, I mean, it's two first and they're very high. Yeah, one of them is going to be number one overall, and it might be another 
yeah. generational. At least Herschel Walker, it gave them multiple starters for one of the great dynasties in football. <laughs> but I mean, you're talking about a team, two two teams, yeah. two teams it's finding not generational quarterbacks, yeah. and you may have found a the bust. See, and this is where, like, as a Blazer fan, you go, can that just happen to us one time? <laughs> Fall where, into that? Yeah. Yeah, can we bears this thing, and yeah. maybe that's what the Dame trade turns mm. into? You gotta keep your fingers crossed Stumble on that. Stumble into it. Yeah. We all gotta hope that the Warriors don't figure it out. Well, in the meantime, you know what we have to, to hold on to? Huh. L.A. teams getting the living crap kicked out of them on the same night. It's always fun. We'll get to the Lakers and Clippers meltdowns coming up next year in Danny and Dusty, 1080 The Fan. This is Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, the Blazers aren't exactly doing uh, great this season, although they did pick up their fifth win last night against the Indiana, pa- Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Wow. Wow. Good for them. Yeah, there you go. Five. They're hitting the over for before Christmas how many wins they'd have. Uh, I mean, uh, they're at 17 games right now. They're 5-12. If let's just say they they lose their next three, which they probably will, um, they're on pace then for Dusty. Five times four is, but five times four twenty. There you go. They would, at twenty games they would be a quarter of the way into the season. They would be on pace for twenty wins. Yikes! So let's say they win one more game, they'd be on pace for twenty four wins. Okay. So things are going as anticipated, but you got to sprinkle in just enough vibes wins. To, okay. keep, to keep things going well, which last night was. It was a vibes win. It, it was last night was a vibes win because look, they they showed flashes against Milwaukee, right? They get a 26 point lead. They blew it. Mm-hmm. But they in I hate the oh my gosh, they blew a lead that big. The NBA no lead is safe. No. N- like no lead is safe, but especially when the far superior team falls into that hole. Mm-hmm. And they you're have, shooting the lights out, and they're not. They have the ability to snap right out of it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they can snap out of that thing quicker than you can ever imagine. That's exactly what Milwaukee did. And then the Blazers just could not hit the broadside of a barn. They shot twenty eight percent in the second half. They come back and they play hard, and all of a sudden they don't shoot twenty eight percent in the second half. Turns out, Super and you, you you pull out a win against a team that. It's the, worst, it's the worst defense in the NBA. Worst defense in the NBA with one of the best guards in the NBA. And as uh, so Tyrese Halliburton season, had the best offense in the NBA. So the Blazers eh, did get a little something done. But on not the flip that side, bad. not that bad. On the flip side, though, both LA teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, got the ever living crap kicked out of them. The Lakers lose by 44 points, the fourth yes. largest loss in Lakers franchise history. Largest loss in LeBron's history. Uh, in his career. Joel Embiid goes for 44. a 30-11-11 triple-double. That's insane. Uh, they had nothing for them. At no. all. No. Do you hear LeBron's comments afterwards? I did not. Like, they asked him about, you know, how do you address a loss like this? Do you just flush it and say, we're going to leave another day? Or... You know, does it sit and sting for a while? And LeBron just kind of looked at him as like, it's it's going to stay with me. Like, mm. of course it's going to stay with me. It was almost like he gave that look like, 
Yeah, heads are going to roll because of this. Yeah. We are we we are going to be making moves because of we don't get embarrassed like this. I don't get embarrassed yeah. like this. Something they, I mean, needs they to got change. housed. They got they, absolutely yeah, housed. Lost by forty four, man. I mean, look, uh, Blazers loss against OKC, not that bad considering. Uh, uh, across the town, uh, the Clippers. This one is hilarious to me. Missing Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan in a time machine. Absolutely throttle. Throttle the Clippers. Reggie Jackson plays 40 minutes, goes 15 and 19, has 35 yeah. points, 13 assists, 5 rebounds. DeAndre Jordan in 34 minutes. He hasn't played 34 minutes in four years. Nuggets worked them. It was 21, a clinic. 21-13 and five. Reggie Jackson found DeAndre Jordan for an alley-oop lob four different times. Yep. 113-104. The Nuggets are now 12-6 and six in the season. The Clippers now 7-9. and nine. Yeesh. That game makes my heart warm because you go out and you make a trade for James Harden, you reap what you sow. Oh, and you're just, you're importing cancer. You, and it is exactly what everybody that is a non-James Harden believer, which is most of the public, every single person said, yeah, it'll happen eventually. And look, I understand. I think that the downfall would happen eventually with James Harden, and Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be in the playoffs. I thought they were going to be really damn good for a long stretch. But it is taking longer for this to get off the ground than I thought. I don't think it's getting off the ground. And that is of the utmost concern because Harden was just getting cooked on the perimeter. Oh, Reggie like they, Jackson was absolutely housing him. He he was just waltzing mm-hmm. right by James Harden and there was no answer for it. No. And that was a depleted Nuggets team as you, as you mentioned. No Jokic, no Jokic, no Jamal Murray. The the entire offense essentially. There is no excuse to to lose that game and they did it at home. They get embarrassed. And then Russ Westbrook is getting into verbal altercations with fans Who because call him Westbrook. And he did his, how you going to disrespect my family like that? The well, guy makes actually, a couple shots. Well, the guy pretends like he's like a knight. Like somehow his last name is like, what? this isn't Westeros, dude. It's West Hollywood. Shut up. Yeah. It, it's it's brutal to watch the Clippers right now, but I can't say I feel bad because if you are the team that acquires James Harden, you know the curse of James Harden is going to come with you. And I don't know why teams continually do this. I It is beyond me why teams... Talk time into it. after time after time, talk themselves into James Harden and expect a different result. I, I don't. It's the definition of insanity. I don't understand it. Uh, here's something insane for you. Yeah. Your top four teams in the, in the NBA right now, two, two east, two west. Yeah. Tell me if you had Boston, Orlando, Minnesota, OKC at the quarter pole mark, almost quarter pole mark, as being the top two teams in each conference. Oklahoma City is a really damn good team. I don't know how much I'm buying long-term into the Timberwolves, but... I think they might end up with the number one seed in the West. Yeah, but... The playoffs, we'll see how that... Cat in the playoffs has been oil and water. And it's good to see Orlando, man. Orlando just drafted every tall player they possibly could. They can't shoot, but my God, did they defend. Yeah, and it's working for them. We go ahead, and then there's Boston doing their damn thing again Mm -hmm. after everybody wants to ride them off. Uh, here they come. Drew Holiday seems to be a pretty good player for him. It's gonna be interesting to see uh, see how this this thing kind of goes through the winter. Yeah, the Josh Giddy situation. I wonder how that's going to affect the Oklahoma City Thunder in their mentals. They're they're playing that in a really weird way. Uh, they're not saying a single lawyer, word. Lawyers, dude. 
has been all over social media with a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's lawyers will be. What is involved. happening? Yeah. So like nobody is talking about like it's like people are because it's so out in in our face. It's mm-hmm. like we all know it's disgusting and wrong. Like, mm-hmm. but you're going what with something this serious you need to have 100% clarity on it do we not have the clarity from her snapchats i'm just or her reels or whatever it is with ai out there you got to make sure right what is going on yeah i i've heard a lot of people say that, that you know he should be set out flip side is and look i, I agree with that on i the, guess on, on the, uh, to be 100% clear i agree with that the NBA Players Union it doesn't want that. It is no matter what, so, like, no matter what, what it is. But this is what I will never understand: is like mm-hmm. he can be vindicated, yeah. But you can't go back and say, "Yeah, we did the right thing by playing the guy who we saw all of these Snapchats." Like sitting him while the investigation goes the on yeah. is uh, uh, it's like not just the right thing; it's the only thing yeah. to do. Put him on paid leave. But they're not doing anything. Like I said, players union and lawyers. Gosh, man. Entirely sideways. Speaking of entirely sideways, we got entirely sideways with the clock. So uh, we will get back, and it is Tuesday afternoon, which means it's time for three up, three down, three things we like, three things we didn't. Coming out of NFL weekend, we'll get to that more coming up here on Danny Dusty, tonight of the fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.